Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the CEO and founder of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that focus on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild families, community, and relationships. Our YouTube platform provides us with a space to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves, as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education have played a role and play a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, that also translates as recreating and co-creating spaces, both socially and politically, in order for our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly interested in these topics, please do check out our thought pieces that we post on our webpage. We post every other Sunday, so we actually just posted one this Sunday, so definitely be sure to check those out once you're finished this video. Now, as is the YouTube convention, please do subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you're aware of every time we post, and of course, like, comment, and share this video. Let's get into it. Thank you for joining in again, and I'm really happy that this week we are covering two topics in relation to education. Now, I thought that rather than, <laughs> given that our last topic in education got a little it got a little animated. I wanted to be more focused in my discussion this week and talking about a major point of contention and also the root, in my opinion, why our education system is failing our children um, by way of cultivating varying degrees of literacy. Um, as we know, our literacy rates are um, in Canada, near half, and you know, so almost less. I so they say 50%, but I believe that the actual number is is significantly less than 50% of people who have the sufficient literacy to be able to, you know, be an informed citizen and make informed decisions that relate to our society at large. And I'll talk a little bit about even the definition of literacy um, by way of that and also how our education system has failed to create children who have uh, enough of a sense of self to be able to handle the challenges that come with everyday life. So cultivate a certain degree of resiliency, a certain degree of mental toughness that one would, work, would need to be able to not only survive in a fairly competitive environment, but also reach a certain degree of self-sufficiency, which is what we're hoping to provide our children. Um, you know, once they transition from at, at home and they finish school, we want them to be able to live a life that is independent and that they can sort of be self-sufficient in. 
So I think in order for us to really start this discussion on a level playing field, there needs to be a few historical aspects that we need to bring to the forefront so that we're all discussing it from the same vantage point. So by way of literacy, what is literacy? Literacy, we, we typically will frame literacy with the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, so the old economy, so before the 20th century, literacy really involved cultivating, it involved reading, writing, debate, and declamation. Also the capacity to manage numbers sufficiently to be able to manage one's own financial affairs once they finish school. So having that, um, having those aspects were, were considered to be, you know, at least the baseline toolkit for having enough literacy to be self-sustaining and to be an informed citizen and to remain a, an informed citizen once one transitioned into adulthood. This was again before the 20th century. <clears throat> now in within the 20th century there started to be a few significant changes within our educational system and I spoke a lot about how the Industrial Revolution and the Cold Revolution really had a significant impact to that as we sort of transitioned from an educational model that was really focused on intellectual character development to more of an educational model that was more interested in social identity and classifying people according to job market requirements. Um, so I want to just paint a little bit of a picture here about the effectiveness of the changes and some of the measures that they applied to the educational system and how that was first pinpointed um, during different historical events. When we look at years, the years between 1942 and 1944, and we look at uh, the individuals who are drafted into war, all of the individuals drafted into war within the 1940s, between 1942 to 1944, um, there were about 18 million people who were assessed and the assessment requires a baseline degree of literacy in order to be considered eligible to participate and to join the army. So between 1942 and 1944, 17.3 million people passed. So that translates to 96% of the individuals who were tested for basic literacy or the baseline literacy required in order to be a member of the army, 96% of people passed. 2 million, roughly 17.3 million people were able to go in without an issue. So just recall, if, if someone's being drafted to sort of participate in a war in the 1942-1944, their education lasted up until roughly 1930. So they were educated between the years, you know, 1910 and 1930 approximately. Let's, let's give it that range. About six years later, there was another war that began in Korea and individuals were drafted to attend that war. And in six years, that literacy pool dropped from 96% to 81%. Um, so at that point, the government recognized that there was a problem with literacy that was beginning to form. Um, and especially the case because the, the baseline literacy test in order to be able to qualify as literate for the army at that point in time was being was having a grade for reading proficiency level. And we're going to talk a little bit about the measures. So there's reading proficiency and there's also reading comprehension. So reading proficiency is really about the, the degree of fluidity and effortlessness that comes with your capacity to read a passage. 
And then reading comprehension comes with the, the level of complexity that you can read and understand um, on your own. I guess the real question is what happened? How, it, how <laughs> could an education system drop by that many points in such a short period of time? Um, and I want to introduce the how in, in this discussion because it's the reason why even present day we are having such globally, um, and I'm going to talk, I think a lot of the metrics that I'm going to be using in this discussion are going to be, um, I'm going to be sort of alternating between American statistics and Canadian statistics because even though we're a smaller population here in Canada, sometimes we can draw parallels between those two countries. Um, our models are fairly similar. Um, but there's literacy issues across both countries. And our literacy issues here in Canada aren't that, the numbers aren't as alarming. I mean, they're still alarming. Less than, there's actually a news article that came out not even a week or two weeks ago. I will link it in the bio below that mentions that Canadian literacy, degrees of Canadian literacy are less than 50%. Uh, argument is if you don't use it, you lose it and then most adults lose the capacity to maintain a degree of literacy that was established in schooling and I think that's interesting because I think schooling has failed to meet our needs by way of educating us and creating a certain proficiency that allows one to be qualified as literate since the 1940s and I'll explain why I feel that way. Uh, one thing that kind of falls under the radar is within this period between 1942 and 1950, there is a change in the educational paradigm and that change involves the way that they taught children how to read. They changed from using what was previously used was the phonetic methodology uh, and then they, tr they transitioned from the phonetic methodology to the whole word method. And this is very important because when we learn the alphabet, why do we put so much emphasis on learning the specific letters within the alphabet? We learn the specific letters because they are a coding mechanism that allows us to attribute sound to letter, to then be able to sound those letters together when they're clustered in a way that creates a word, right? And what we do is we, we differentiate between sounds that have meaning, and these are phonemes and sounds that are just sort of it's noise. Um, and all of the sounds that generate from each letter in the alphabet is a phonetic sound. So the best way to teach someone how to read is to enable them to recognize all the different ways that each letter of the alphabet creates sounds that would then help them to be able to sound out different words that are formed by the cluster of these symbols together. Um, so the only real way to teach a child how to read is to enable them to crack the sound symbol code. And with that, they are able to then create a degree of proficiency where they can crack that sound symbol code regardless of how complex, how long, how short those specific words are. With the whole word method, um, you know, they learn the alphabet, they skip the exercise and the importance of the sound to symbol code cracking in and of itself is sort of, you know, brushed under the wayside. And they're given lists of words, so lists of vocabulary words that they memorize. And so, so this is where the issue begins. 
because memorizing different words doesn't enable children to recognize how to read words, right? You're just memorizing the whole word. You know that that's what that word, that's how you say that word, but you don't know how that word sort of became formulated with the sound code mechanism that is sort of the basis of the alphabet. Um, so what happens is, circumstance starts to play into a child's capacity to create a degree of reading proficiency and comprehension. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you come from a family um, who has been educated for generations and generations previous to the 1940s, then that means that even though your teachers aren't teaching you how to sound out the alphabet, when you are struggling while doing your homework at home, your parents are because your parents understand that the way to read, the way to understand how to read anything is to be able to crack the sound code mechanism that is the basis of the alphabet, and they will teach you that at home. But if you come from a family where you're the first generation to be educated, and the only way you're learning how to read is through this whole word method, then you're set up at a disadvantage because you're not learning how to read, you're learning how to me memorize fragments of words, right? And so this becomes a Trojan horse because at first it seems like you're really hitting the ground running by way of cultivating a proficiency learning how to read, but only after several years, like maybe before even middle school, sight readers, which is essentially the type of reader that you create using the whole word method, um, their difficulty learning new words outside of the sources that, you know, were the basis of the vocabulary that were presented to them in, the, in their primary years begins to show. And that deficit gets larger and larger with time, um, which creates a whole slew of different issues that we're gonna cover in a different video because I think that that might be a little bit too much layers in, in one video. So I think I wanna just cover, focus on the phonetic methodology versus the whole word method. Right now we have a problem with literacy because we've moved to this whole word method that essentially delays intellectual development. And it delays intellectual development because people are limited by their capacity to understand the words in front of them because they weren't taught how to understand what they're reading outside of the words that sort of were fed to them with the sight reading method, right? The sight reading method essentially guarantees a cap on the amount of words that these children can read and understand with a varying degree of proficiency, but the, the probability that they will rise above that cap without anyone having introduced the phonetic methodology, so really broken down how to crack that sound to symbol mechanism with the alphabet is pretty much nil, right? And if you come from a background where your parents don't know the phonetic methodology, your parents don't know how to read, your parents weren't allowed to be educated, which is essentially some of the groups of demographics of you know parents who were sending their children to school at this time, then you were at a disadvantage and there was now a cap, a very solid cap that was put on your literacy by the education system. So it's important to understand that reading and understanding are two different things. Um, so the sight word, the sight reading method gives a child the capacity to read without necessarily understanding what's in front of them. Reading in and of itself. Reading is a fluent and effortless 
cracking of the sound code mechanism. When you crack that sound code mechanism, understanding is now within reach. Understanding is the translation of that code into meaning. Now, if you don't know how to articulate a word by putting the code and the codes that are the symbols that are the alphabet and sounds together, then that limits your capacity to understand and that delays intellectual development. And that's, for me, the, the root of the illiteracy problem here in Canada and in America and in every other country where they've transitioned from the phonetic methodology. And I think at this stage, it's pretty much every country um, because it was politically mandated to switch from the phonetic methodology to this whole broad system. So definitely anyone who was educated in a public school setting was educated using this whole word mechanism. And if there are issues with literacy, I can say, and this is my opinion, but I'm pretty firm in this opinion, it is definitely because of this whole word methodology. It might seem as though your children are learning words faster, but there's a, there's a leveling out, and that leveling out is fairly low. Um, and children who don't have parents who teach children how to read using the phonetic methodology, um, those children are pretty much capped. And I think right now in Canada, the standard reading comprehension level is grade eight. And I believe it was grade eight when, um, when I was in university, that was what it was. And in America, it's grade four reading comprehension level, which means most people within Canada can read at a grade eight reading comprehension. So about the age of, of a 13 year old, um, whereas most people in, in the States can read at a grade four reading comprehension level, which is about the comprehension of a nine year old. Um, but this was, I graduated university nine years ago, um, and I know that literacy is continuing to sort of take points downward. So we're continuing to sort of see a degradation of education that is taking place. Um, and it's interesting because no one recognizes that this transition from the phonetic methodology to the whole word methodology is, is a huge reason why people do not have the capacity to really excel beyond a certain point because it does create a ceiling, it creates a cap by way of our ability to understand. You 80s babies, I'm not sure if you remember, but I remember back in the day we had hooked on phonics. So because it was starting to be, you know, because it was such an issue, literacy was such an issue and it was recognized even in the 1990s, there was a hooked on phonics program where children were learning how to read using the phonetic methodology, but you had to buy this program outside of the schooling system to kind of help ramp it up. Um, and even that sort of has faded away and we need to reintroduce the phonetic methodology into schooling or at least educate parents so that they know that their children aren't learning how to read when they're in school. They're learning how to sight read and learning how to sight read caps the amount of vocabulary your child is going to have. And at, certain, at a certain point, they're not going to be able to open words from an outside source. Um, so for those of you who have children who are struggling to read and who are perhaps facing criticism and they are facing, you know, and you are you as a parent are having to juggle the decision as to whether or not your child is, you know, learning disabled, which I already told you is an archetype that I think is utterly false or is a slow utterly false. 
recognize that it's this mechanism that is hindering your child's ability to excel. Um, and now that you know that this is the mechanism, definitely go, you know, go back to the alphabet and teach them how to sound out each of those letters. It's a slower way of teaching a child how to read, but once they understand this mechanism, you don't need to stick to grade level reading school books, and that's gonna be a different video. Um, but they'll have the capacity to read and understand anything, right? And if you teach them the sound code mechanism and then you give them a dictionary um, and they read different words and they wanna know what those words mean, give them access to the dictionary, help them to create autonomy by way of, okay, well, this is a cool new word I learned, I'm not really sure what it means access the dictionary, you learn a new word, and maybe learn a few new words a week, you know, just to make reading and learning less laborsome. It's not supposed to be laborsome, it's supposed to be fun, and it's supposed to be exciting, and it's supposed to be empowering. With this whole word method, a lot of the times children feel a lot of shame, they feel a lot of embarrassment because they're not reading at par with their peers, not recognizing that that's because the sight reading capacity limits your child out of the gate if you know you as a parent aren't recognizing that they need this phonetic methodology in order to really become a proficient reader i i kind of want to stick to this topic i think this is a heavy enough topic that i don't want to add anything on top of it and i really want to talk about the idea like when we if we want to focus on you know intellectual and character development in children we want to provide them with the tools that they need to have access to the world around them and access to the world around them is access to knowledge, access to information. And the only way you can truly provide your child unlimited access to information is to make sure that they are equipped with the appropriate tools to read and to understand and recognize reading and understanding are very different things. And reading with the capacity to understand comes with cracking the sound to code mechanism. So that was this video. I hope that you enjoyed the content. I wanted to keep it focused because there's so many rabbit holes we can go down on this topic. And I think I wanna cover those rabbit holes in layers. So I'm gonna layer on top of this 100%, but I want this video to really be focused on the actual practice of the phonetic methodology when that was taken away or removed from the schooling system and how that immediately translated as massive drops in literacy that are pervasive even until today. So definitely want to hear from you. I want to hear what your thoughts and your opinions are. I'll, I'll put some references and some resources down below. Um, I would love for those of you who are not in North America to hear and get a sense of what the literacy rates are in your country, if whether or not they're using this whole word method or the phonetic methodology. And I really want to have an engagement here because one aspect that absolutely must be performed with our educational system is the way we teach our children to access the world around them, which means the way we teach them how to read. And if our schools are not going to do it, then we most definitely need to do it because no child should feel as though they don't know or they don't have the skill set to access the world around them simply because of the tools that their curriculum are leveraging. Um, so that's it for this week. I really enjoyed our, our discussion. And again, I mean, this is, specific it's very focused but there's so much more that we can be we can build on top of it but i think this is the first layer that i wanted to discuss by way of what is broken in the way that we teach children within this specific paradigm because this is a tangible step that we can action 100 percent and we can start even today um, empowering our children and giving them confidence and recognizing that they have the ability and the aptitude to to access the world 
um, through any book of their choice. So with that said, thank you so much for tuning in. Please do, if you're still here, subscribe to the channel and definitely like, comment, and share this video. I'll talk to you soon.